Hello, this is Elise Paxson returning again to read from Burton's Anatomy of Melancholy, and we are still in the early introduction to Democritus to the reader, uh, where he uh, justifies why he's writing this book. Um, One thing I'm starting to notice is that he does, as I've said before, he does a lot of name dropping, Um, and I think that scholarship back then was basically quoting people who you respect from the past and uh, therefore they sort of bolster your argument. So some of the names that are coming up is uh, Carl Umela, who is a Roman writer who wrote uh, a huge, I think 15 volumes if my research is right, on agrarian topics. So 15 volumes of books about farming. Um, he mentions Galen, who is a uh, um, one of the mainstays of medieval medical thought. Um, then we have Aristotle, of course everyone knows that. Um, Seneca, Plato, Plutarch, Athenaeus uh, wrote a uh, another huge amount of books. Uh, trying to think of anyone else here um, that I know of and a lot of these people uh, I haven't really heard of and sometimes research is hard because the names just uh, disappear out of history. Um, a couple of new words I've discovered is Rillet, R-I-L-L-E-T, which is a small brook, um, like a little rivulet. And another word, irrefragable impossible to refute. So while I, if I could just stop babbling and let me read uh, from Mr. Burton's, um, while my cat is harassing me, today's portion from Democritus to the Reader. For the matter itself or method, if it be faulty, consider, I pray you, that of Columella. No man can observe all, Much is defective, no doubt, may be justly taxed, altered, and avoided in Galen, Aristotle, those great masters. He is a good huntsman can catch some, not all. I have done my endeavor. Besides, I dwell not in this study. I am but a smatterer, I confess, a stranger. Here and there I pull a flower. I do easily grant, if a rigid censorer should criticize on this which I have writ, he should not find three sole faults, as Scaliger in Terence, but three hundred. So many as he hath done in Cardin's subtleties, as many notable errors as Ghoul Lorenbergius, a late professor of Rostock, discovers in that anatomy of Laurentius or Barocius the Venetian in Sacrobocus. And although this be a sixth edition, in which I should have been more accurate, corrected all those former escapes, yet it was magni laboris opus, so difficult and tedious, that as carpenter do find out of experience, tis much better build anew sometimes than repair an old house. I could as soon write as much more as alter that which is written. If aught thou therefore be amiss, as I grant there is, I require a friendly admonition, no bitter invective, as in ordinary controversies. We may contend and likely misuse each other, but to what purpose? We are both scholars, say, 
both young Arcadians, both alike inspired, to sing in answer as the song required. If we do wrangle, what shall we get by it? Trouble and wrong ourselves, make sport to others. If I be convict of an error, I will yield, I will amend. In the meantime, I require a favorable censure of all faults omitted, harsh compositions, pleonasms of words, tautological repetitions, though Seneca bear me out, perturbations of tenses, numbers, printer's faults, etc. My translations are sometimes rather paraphrases than interpretations. But as an author, I use more liberty, and that's only taken which was to my purpose. Quotations are often inserted in the text, which makes the style more harsh, or in the margin as it happened. Greek authors, Plato, Plutarch, Athenaeus, etc., I have cited out of their interpreters, because the original was not so ready. I have mingled sacra profanus, but I hope not profaned, and in repetition of authors' names, ranked them per academes, not according to chronology sometimes neoterics before ancients, as my memory suggested. Some things are here altered, expunged in the sixth edition, others amended, much added, because many good authors in all kinds are come to my hand since, and tis no prejudice, no such indecorum or oversight. Ne'er was aught yet at first contrived so fit, but use, age, or something would alter it. Advise thee better, and upon peruse, Refuse thee not, say, and what thou takest, refuse. But I am now resolved never to put this treatise out again. Ne quid nemus. I will not hereafter add, alter, or retract. I have done. The last and greatest exception is that I, being a divine, have meddled with physic, which Menedemus objected to Cremis. Have I so much leisure or little business of mine own as to look after other men's matters which concern me not? What have I to do with physic? The Lacedomians were once in council about state matters. A debauched fellow spake excellent well, and to the purpose. His speech was generally approved. A grave senator steps up and by all means would have it repealed, though good, because it had no better an author. Let some good man relate the same, and then it should pass. This council was embraced, factum est, and it was registered forthwith. Thou sayest as much of me, stomachosis as thou art, and grantest peradventure this which I have written in physic, not to be amiss, had another done it, a professed physician or so. But why should I meddle with this tract? Hear me speak. There be many other subjects I do easily grant, both in humanity and divinity, fit to be treated of, of which I had written ad ostentatinum only. Let me say that again. Ad ostentationum only. To show myself, I should have rather chosen, and in which I have been more conversant, I could have more willingly luxuriated, and better satisfied myself and others. But that at this time I was fatally driven upon this rock of melancholy, and carried away by this mid-by-stream, which as a rillet is deducted from the main channel of my studies, in which I have pleased and busied myself at idle hours, as a subject most necessary and commodious. Not that I prefer it before divinity, which I do acknowledge to be the queen of professions, and to which all the rest are as handmaids, 
but that in divinity I saw no such great need. For I had written positively, there be so many books in that kind, so many commentators, treatises, pamphlets, expositions, sermons, that whole teams of oxen cannot draw them. And had I been as forward and ambitious as some others, I might have happily printed a sermon at Paul's cross, a sermon in St. Marie's Oxon, a sermon in Christ Church, or a sermon before the right honorable, right reverend, a sermon before the right worshipful, a sermon in Latin, in English, a sermon with a name, a sermon without, a sermon, a sermon, etc. But I have never been as desirous to suppress my labors in this kind as others have been to press and publish theirs. To have written in controversy had been to cut off an hydra's head, lis litem generat. One begets another, so many duplications, triplications, and swarms of questions, that having once begun, I should never make an end. One had much better, as Alexander, the sixth pope, long since observed, provoke a great prince than a begging friar, a Jesuit, or a seminary priest, I will add, for they are an irrefragable society. They must and will have the last word, and that with such eagerness, impudence, abominable lying, falsifying, and bitterness in their questions they proceed, that is, he said, blind fury, or, er or error, or rashness, or what is it that eggs them, I know not, I am sure many times, which Austin perceived long since. With this tempest of contention, the serenity of charity is overclouded, and there be too many spirits conjured up already in this kind in all sciences, and more than we can tell how to lay, which do so furiously rage, and keep such a racket, that as Fabius said, it had been much better for some of them to have been born dumb and altogether illiterate, than so far to dote to their own destruction. And that is the end of today's reading. Thanks for listening.